Welcome to the live Canadian talk show Chat 88's at 8 podcast with your host Curtis LaBelle where I share the power of new music in Canada and I interview a new guest artist from the music industry every week. Join me right now for this next episode. I am your host, Curtis LaBelle, and we are coming to you live at a special time. We are 10 a.m. right now. Uh, our guest is amazing three-time Juno nominee and recently WCMA um, uh, nominated Indigenous Artist of the Year. Um, Donna Mero will be joining us in just a few moments. But I do have to say a few things. We are opening up in the world, slowly but surely, and there's going to be live shows, live theater, New York. I saw a picture of Vegas the other day on Fairmont Street, and it was packed. Let me tell you, um, I, you know, that sounds exciting, but we still have to be as cautious as we possibly can in order to make sure that we don't go back into, like, lockdown 56 and end up in World War 80. Um, and so do your part. Do what you have to do in order to be successful to make sure that everybody can get back to their daily routine of enjoying live music. Oh, my goodness. Um, myself here, what have I been doing? Well, the studio is uh, under um, finished construction, and it has been an absolute amazing journey. We're getting back into full force here, and we're also going to be getting back into our original studios for Chat in 88. We have some amazing artists coming up on our show, um, uh, leaking a little bit here if I can. Uh, we have Fred Penner coming up, which is going to be a great show in September. We also have Biff Naked is going to be joining Chat in 88 on August 18th and some other great amazing artists that we uh, I'm not going to mention yet, but please be sure to follow us on social media anywhere and everywhere you can find us. That is Chat in 88, and uh, that will be... Uh, something that you can mark into your calendars to see just who's coming up on Chat in 88. It is that time again where I sing you a song. I'm going to turn up a little bit of wet here so that I'm not uh, uh, too dry. Um, this is a new song. I wrote this song the other day. Uh, we have three of them coming out, five singles coming out for the rest of the uh, year here with a Christmas song and then an album coming out in April. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm the song that I'm going to uh, play for you right now. It's it's um, it's called. Um, uh, oh, my goodness. I can't even remember what I Oh, your love tells me so. <laughs> uh I wrote this uh, in uh, kind of part of our uh, the couples of my band. So my uh, drummer's wife, my bass player's wife, and my lovely husband. Uh, this is for anybody that is uh, in love and enjoying life to the fullest. Walking on 
on the sidewalk with you holding my hand Never knew just what it was like knowing that I'm your man We were meant to be together Sharing all the time we have Looking at the stars at night and the glow that's in your eyes Leaning in to kiss me makes that moment a surprise We were meant to be together Sharing all the time we have It's the little things that last, don't let it slip away too fast You're the one for me, I know your love tells me so Breaking all the rules with you is a feeling that I like When I'm on a date with you I know everything's alright We were meant to be together Sharing all the time we have Oh yeah It's the little things that last you're the one for me, I know Your love tells me so Just hold on Never let me go Just hold on Actually, we started working with the band, and uh, we're going to be getting into the studio recording that sometime soon. Uh, of course, COVID pending, and if things lift up, uh, it'll be a lot easier. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time for our guests on Chat 88. You know, a lot of people say, what does Chat 88 mean? Well, I'm your host, Curtis, and I play on 88 keys. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for our lovely, amazing guest, Don Amaro. How are you, my friend? Oh, we lost your sound all of a sudden. I am tired. That's what I said. I, Yay! I, I'm good. Oh, I, I, um, I, let me I'm tell you uh, just how exciting it is for me to have you on the show tonight or to this morning. Uh, we have uh, some great questions coming at you from our guests uh, across the world. We have fans in India. We have fans in London, England. I mean, we may be small over in other parts of the world, but they definitely follow us and they are learning some new Canadian artists and you are on that list hitting individuals across the, uh, the globe. Don, pleasure to have you here this morning. Thank you so much. I know you're a busy man. You are, um, rising to the top. You are, 
um, just a force to be reckoned with right now. You have music videos, your newest single, You Can't Always Be 21, been blasting that in the truck. My husband and I love it very much. Um, and, uh, you know, you are... You work with top-notch professionals, uh, MDM recording as well. Uh, and uh, so we just kind of want to pick your brain, get to know you a little bit better, and share who uh, Don Amaro is to our music community and to anybody who is not a part of it. Uh, really give us a, a quick little bit of your history, um, kind of where you're from, uh, how you kind of started out with music and uh, what made you decide, you know, your journey going, here I am, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to be as a profession um, and uh, follow that dream. Yeah, I, um, I've been doing music full-time now for 14 years. I'm born and raised in a little town called Winnipeg, Manitoba, more affectionately known around here as Winterpeg, Man, it's cold out. Uh, except <laughs> for today, it's pretty beautiful today. We, we, we're actually kind of summer weather here right now, which is great. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a singer-songwriter, and uh, I have Indigenous descent on my mother's side, so Cree and Métis roots. I have East Coast Acadian European descent on my dad's side. Uh, and, um, I, I remember when I was 15 years old, I picked up my dad's old Gibson hummingbird guitar and I strummed the E minor chord and it just felt like my life, you know, in that moment, there was some, some heaviness in that chord. Anybody who knows that an E minor chord knows that it's one of the saddest chords of all. Um, and there it is. I almost cried. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just felt like music was doing, moving something in me and moving me towards something. And I, I sort of denied it for a number of years. Uh, and then when I was 26, uh, a Canadian Idol, I was auditioning in town. I was driving by Sunday afternoon at 3.30. Auditions were done at 4. And I was like, ah, I'll just pop in and see what happens. I go in and, and, I, uh, and I go through the audition process. And I said, they said, come back tomorrow, sing for the judges. Went back the next day, waited around for 15 hours or something, and finally got to sing in front of the judges. Got the golden ticket to go to Toronto. Made it there. Ended up getting to the, the, the just before the final 22 cut, and, I, and they, they sent me home. They sent me packing. And I was, I was floored. I was devastated, and I, I, was, I was depressed. I thought, man, I thought I had this thing. I, didn't think I, would, I don't know if I could, thought I could win, but I thought I could be in the 22. And then I, um, for the next little while, you know, my wife was worried about me. She said, are you really giving them that much power? And I was like, yeah, you know, that's true. Why am I doing that? Like she said, you know, you, you, you create your own destiny. You, your life is yours. So don't, don't, don't rely on somebody else. Don't rely on a, on a golden ticket to make, change it all for you. And I was like, that's so true. So I went from there to recording my first album on my own in my sister-in-law's attic uh, and uh, made a studio out of blankets and cardboard. This, the album's out there now. You can go here. It's called Change Your Life. It sounds like I recorded it in a studio of, made of cardboards and blankets. Uh, and, and then, and then a year later I was working as a hardwood floor installer. And a year after that, I just, I, my boss said, man, you look terrible. And I said, well, this isn't my, this isn't really what I want to do. And, uh, and he said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I really want to give this music thing a shot. And he said, well, what are you waiting for? And I was like, yeah, you're right. What am I waiting for? So I quit and I left and I went across the country right away, made negative zero dollars. And I had a huge smile on my face. And at that point, I knew what I had to do for the rest of my life. And, and I've been doing it ever since. That was almost 14 years ago. 
You know, I put that is absolutely amazing to hear. I made a post on my Facebook page this morning, and I know on social media it's very important as artists. You know, we are advocates for a lot of uh, for we're advocates for people we don't even know who we're advocates for, and you never know who's going to be watching, you never know who's going to be listening, and you never know who's going to be who live whose life you're going to be affecting. And I had put on Facebook this morning. I had said the artist who sees the potential in themselves and acts upon it are the ones that see the results. And you are a perfect example of that. You you know, sometimes we need a little reminder and sometimes it's that little bit where it's like, okay, you, exactly, you know, what are you waiting for? Why don't you go ahead and do this? And then it's that click and that aha moment of, yeah, you're absolutely right. Why am I not doing this? And again, the results are endless. You know, you create your outcome. I hashtag that because I say that all the time. We are responsible for our outcome. We are responsible for everything as art, especially as artists and even now, as I've said many times, which I know you have said in conversations with Lori or anybody else that you see in the industry, um, you know, uh, signing uh, signing record labels is not the same as it was back then. As indie artists, we are we we are everything. We're the we're not only the artist but the producer and everything like that. And there are tools out there to help us. What tools have you been using on social media? Uh, what tools do you use in order to keep yourself? current um how do you respond to your fans what's your biggest platform what what sort of recipe are you using to keep yourself on top of everything right so there's a couple things that come to mind um first thing is is i, I think a big part of the reason why i've been successful in this journey is because my attitude from the beginning was to serve people you know because music first healed me my purpose has been you know i often i've often said i'm not in the music industry i've said this more often lately I'm not in the music industry, I'm in the service industry. So my whole modus operandi is how can I serve people? And I think you can't fake that. People either can see it, you know, or their BS detectors go off and go, I know they're in it for something else. Now, that being said, this is my career. I need to make money. I need to make a living, feed my family. But the core of all this is really how can I help the listener to do good things for themselves and the world around them. That's what this all is about for me. So that's, I think, why it's been successful. The other part of it is, um, you know, in terms of tools, uh, you know, not to call my, my team a bunch of tools, uh, <laughs> but but the reality is, I think that, you know, my, my manager, Lori Brown, who you know, uh, who I think is watching this right now, is is fantastic. She is the biggest Big asset. Big shout out to I you, have. Lori. <laughs> uh, she's the biggest asset I have right now as, as an artist because she is, she is doing so much work on my behalf in terms of managing my schedule, in terms of you know, just the connections needing to happen and all the day-to-day the -day stuff. You know, I, I can't do it anymore. I just I just can't. I got three kids. I'm immersed in life with them. And Lori really manages my life, you know, not just my music career. She manages my life in a big way. So that, you know, and, and she's got a team of people around her that she relies on too that I, I get the benefit of. I've signed a record deal with MDM Recordings and Mike's got a bunch of people around him who I then get the benefit of having their their support as well. And so... I think when you talk about tools, those people are my greatest tools right now. <laughs> I, but I'm also like, uh, I try to, to make sure that I use my social media platform as an opportunity to educate people, as an opportunity to continue to, to not think solely about me and, and, and be, be like, hey, look at me, I'm Donna Merrill, look what I'm doing. But more like, look at these good things that are happening and I'm part of that and I get to be one of the, the amplifiers of this good thing that's happening. And that's... That's often been my process. So, so that uh, when you talk about tools, there's there's a lot of them out there, 
And I think it's just really about the artist's mind to think, how can I use these most effectually for my advantage and to serve the people out there? I, uh, amen to that serving, serving people. How can I be of service? What can I do for you? How can I go that extra mile for you? Even if it has nothing to do with music and it has everything to do with, you know, that, you know, helping, helping the, uh, individual across the street with their groceries, you know, that that's ingrained in us as a child. I think anyway, I mean, consider me old school in that sense where the parents were like, you know, I, I don't <laughs> I don't want to use the term respect your elders, but I think it's just respect people, period. No matter what age they are, respect them and you will get that respect back. It, hope, you know, hopefully you get the respect back. Um, you have been speaking of serving. You have been serving the community with uh, your energy, your uh, your humbleness uh, your consistency and your work ethic and all of that, you know, is it under the umbrella of Don Amaro? Let's talk about, uh, we're going to go into a song here in a moment. Um, and I, I don't know, what is the first song you're going to sing for us? Uh, I'm going to do, uh, you can't always be 21, the new one. I, I, okay. I, I, great segue. Cause I was going to talk about that for a second. Good. Um, if you haven't seen this video, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this was aired on ET Canada. Uh, they, uh, are huge supporters of Dawn and, and, and the community as well for artists across the board. Um, you can watch it on YouTube. You can, uh, we will also be sharing it on chat in 88 as well. So you can go back and continue to watch that. Uh, as we like to, uh, again, this uh, it's a great pleasure and honor to have you on our show today, Dawn. Uh, you can't you. always be 21. When I first saw that title, I thought to myself, what? Because you went from, you know, uh, you, you kind of went down, well, not going down, but you have so very much. I thought this was an uplifting song, you know, for me, as yep. you can't always be 21 in the sense that I, for me, I can always be 21 in my in my childhood at heart right exactly it is all about the mind and the and the the what you put again creating your outcome and making the choices again choices 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 so why did you choose to write about this song what's the inspiration take us into it and uh serenade us my friend yeah oh yeah my pleasure so first of all i didn't write this one uh, i wish that i did uh but it came from uh, Gordy Sampson, who is uh, an incredible singer-songwriter from, I believe, from Newfoundland. Uh, and uh, I could be wrong about that. But now he's down in Nashville. And um, so... We got to get him on the show then. Yes, you do. Yeah. Maybe you need him. Is he Canadian? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, he's a Canadian guy. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we will reach out to him. So, so Gordy Sampson, uh, and, and then it was uh, Simon Wilcox, Tog Salter, and Lady A's Charles Kelly wrote this song. And when I heard it, I was floored because a number of different reasons. It's a great song. Secondly, um, the idea of, of this, this song to me is about the second coming of age. It's about sort of like, you know, when you turn 21, you can kind of do anything anywhere in the world. And most of the time, it's about just living it up, which is okay. And, and then I think for me, I, I, you know, I turned 40 this year. I've got my three kids, paying a mortgage, you know, kind of getting my life in check in a way. And there's a line in the song, you know, now's the time to get your shit together. That hit me like a ton of bricks. And I love that like, line. That, that, that stuck out for me too. Well, of course. And it's the first time I've ever sworn a song, you know, I, I don't do that. And, and I really had to weigh it out going, do I really want to put a song with the, with the little E beside it? 
And then I started thinking like, like, cause we have a, we have a clean version, you know, especially for radio cause they can't play the S word. Um, right. And, but so, so I started thinking like, like, why didn't they just say now the time to get yourself together? And then I thought about it, that doesn't not carry the same kind of weight as get your shit together. And, and it, it has to be shit because we're all in it somewhere. Right. And we have to kind of pull it together. Now getting it together is different <laughs> for everybody. Right. You know, like, like get, you getting your shit together is different than me getting my shit together. Right. Like I think the problem with, you said something a minute ago with um, uh, with how we are perceiving each other in a way um, is is that when when the way that I want to live doesn't have to be the way that you want to live. I think the problem is when we start feeling like, well, I don't live that way, so we can't be buddies. Instead of going, well, this is the way that I live. That's the way that you live. Are you peaceful? I'm peaceful. Let's be at peace together. I think that that's you know, and and we don't all have to have be on the same path. And I think that that's that's the beauty of living is that and and, and community and relationship is that we can find ways to appreciate our differences, you know? So, um, that's, that's my, my soapbox moment for this song. But, uh, uh, but here it is. This is the song that, that floored me that day because I feel like it's, um, it's about that second coming of age. It's called You Can't Always Be 21. Jeep and whiskey on the cabin Scrounging for a pack of Camelot Fresh ID for the bouncer on a Friday night. Steel nights like you're some kind of desperado. Talking up your stories to your friends. When you're done sleeping in all morning, you're gonna do it all again. When you're young, you think you're young forever. I'm living wild and free, that's how it's supposed to be, yeah. You got the rest of your life to get your shit together. Yes, light up the night, every day in the sun, cause you only live once. You can't always be 21. Another good times are just bad habits And you see goodbye in her eyes And you're pushing 35 Just to get in high school high You don't realize how fast it goes by When you're young You think you're young forever I live in wild and free That's how it's supposed to be, yeah Can the burns out when it's all said and done? You can try all you want, but you can't always be 21. Yeah, yeah. 
in the sun thinking, man, that was fun. You can't always be 21. Ooh, yeah. You can't always be 21. Oh, such a great tune. That's, uh, man, um, kudos to the writers. Kudos to uh, to you as the artist and uh, just bringing that song to life. Thank you for uh, thank you for sharing it and thank you oh, for uh, saying yes to it. Thank you for being like, yes, I'm doing this song. <laughs> yeah, man, no worries. Absolutely. Uh, let's deconstruct it for a second here. Uh, key of A. What's your favorite key? Is this? Okay, now I know you didn't write the song, but as an artist, let's deconstruct you. Let's take you apart. Let's go into detail here. Uh, we have 12 <laughs> keys to work from in our Western world. What is your favorite key that you... Now, I see you had a capo on that, and that's one thing that's really great about guitar players is that they can just throw a capo on and they can play anything in a quick key. Other people... Uh, other people. <laughs> other artists who play different instruments, uh, if you're not very well equipped in, like, say, for the piano or something like that to transpose on the dime, we do have that lovely little button on the uh, keyboard. Um, but what do you, what's your, what's your go-to key? Why? So uh, I'll tell you. So like I said earlier, it was E minor, right? It was like the, that sort of like the darkness of that E minor note. Um, but when I'm just jamming, uh, because it sounds a little bit more, uh, little, there's a little more um, to it, is I like to do the, like the, um, C sharp minor set or C C minor seven, and then I go to the G minor seven, and then I bring it down to the F minor seven, and then back to the G minor seven, and then if you play that with like a you know like like there's something so like just like like you want to like you know and, and that's that's um there's like there's that but then there's also like you know and i just i play around with that wherever on the fretboard so you know so if i if you play it in six eight like one two the more bluesy feel to it right yeah yeah and i just i think it's there's like something that's so like just i don't know there's something about that that resonates with me i think don't tell my label this. But I think, <laughs> we will make sure we don't share it with them. I think I got a soul record in me somewhere coming out at some point in time. Dude, I feel the same way. I 100%. I mean, not that I, okay. I mean, I piano rock, you know, whatever on my end of the spectrum. Uh, but uh, there are a couple of things that I have been just, you know, not just when you win. I think the best thing that I like to do, and I'm sure that I speak for you as well, is just to pick up your instrument with no 
uh, no, I, I just about said no ambition, no agenda, <laughs> no ambition, yep. have no ambition, ladies and gentlemen, as an artist, zero, <laughs> no, um, no intention or agenda. And just to pick up, and I would have to say that I think a good chunk of 90% of my music comes out of just picking up the instrument rather than going down as a singer songwriter. So here's, here's an artsy thought. I think this guitar has got songs in it, regardless yep. of me. Right. A hundred percent. So where that came from is my dad passed away a little over five years ago now. And, uh, and my brother one day said, you know, come, come by and pick up dad's old guitar. You know, I, I'd like you to take it. So I, I put it in the trunk of my car and this is about a year and a half, two years after dad passed. And I, and I, and I just, the thought just hit me because my dad was a, you know, bluegrass country player and he loved writing and, and, and doing stuff like that. And, um, and I said out loud, I wonder how many songs are left in that thing. Like how many songs my dad left behind in this guitar. And I thought, oh man, there's something to that. So I, I, I wrote that song twice. I still haven't figured out exactly what the song needs to be. So I'm still wrestling with that. But, um, but there's something to that, you know, like every instrument I think has songs in it. I think you just got to find them. You got to, you got to, it's a little bit like mining, right? And that's what, when you pick up a, your instrument and you're just, you know, like, and then you're just kind of messing around. The guitar, I feel like the instrument's trying to tell you something. And I think you just got to, you got to find the right moments. Another friend of mine says this, if you are an artist who's in that sort of like your antennas are up and you're in that receiving moment, there's songs floating around. And if you are in the right space and the right time, that song comes to you. I've written I, songs. No, go for it. Sorry. I love this. Keep going. This is a great I, conversation. I Keep going. <laughs> I've written songs where I have no idea now when I think back, one in particular, that I that I think, where did those lyrics come from? They just like fell out and onto the keyboard. I was writing on a computer and, and I and I just, I, it took me 15 minutes. I've never changed it since then. It's a, it's not a, it's not a really like profound song, but it's like, uh, give me one second, I need my capo here. So I'll play a verse in the chorus. It goes, um, Hold on, it will be a you find yourself in this place won't take long for you to see you gotta go deeper to be set free if you want to try and walk this life alone you're gonna find yourself far from home take my word and you're gonna know that life gets better when you're not alone so that that came to me just like boom, there, and um, it's been one of my sort of my, my one of my anthems all ever since I, I wrote it. You know, I one hundred percent agree. The song I sang just before we brought you on here, the chorus, um, it's the little things that last. Don't let it slip away too fast. You're the one for me. I know. Love tells me so. I, that, I sat down and that just hit me. I am a big believer. The universe and that pool of songs are up there. Billions and billions and billions. There could be the aliens throwing them at us, right? And we just have to catch them or <laughs> probably, whoever's. That's probably what it is. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> no, I absolutely agree. I'm going to pitch something to you. Um, I got I to gotta say, I, I would I, you, you, take it or take it however you want. It would be a great experience, I think, to, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on co-writing. We just interviewed another artist. I mean, co-writing, I think, is extremely important for artists. Uh, hands down, there's a lot of great things. Again, the connection has to be there, etc. 
but um, uh, it would be great to uh, experiment uh, just jamming with you and uh, yeah. maybe something would come out of it, etc. Who knows? But I think it would be uh, um, I think it would be a great experience. That is a hands I down. No. I never say never no. say no. Absolutely. Never think, say no. I think it's really just about finding the right space. Right. Because I think I think in in. Um... Like just, I, I have a co-write tomorrow with somebody in Australia who I unfortunately had to postpone because um, I'm trying to be sensitive to all that's going on in my life right now. And, I, and the one thing- And I you have to be. And I don't, I don't want to go into a write with all this weight. I mean, sometimes it's good to go into a write with weight because then you can release it. Um, but, but I also feel like, you know, the thing is, as a dad with three little kids, um, that's priority number one, you know, absolutely priority number one. And, and let's and talk about that for a second, Don, yeah. you have like, okay, so you're not just doing what you're doing in the music, in, in the business of music and, and serving people and offering, uh, a, a, a sort of healing, if you will, cause music is very healing in that sense. Uh, you're juggling a lot. You have a lot of, not, you don't have a lot of, uh, like, you know, the phrase balls in the air, but it's not like, that sounds chaotic and we can, again, we can manage but what is it like for you? What, what do you find difficult as an artist in mainstream and, and having a family that you're providing for and making sure you give time for them? You know, there's that word sacrifice. And sometimes we have to sacrifice certain things in order to get ahead. Again, especially in this music business, in this industry. What are you doing to make sure that everybody has Dawn's 100% love? on all yeah. fronts because you i follow you on social media and i love seeing you and your family uh you know you're 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 that is a beautiful thing and it reminds me um to do what i need to do as an artist so that i'm with my family and that the mm. people in my band are with their families and we're keeping that on how do you do that how do you give us some help i think about that a lot because you know the one thing i don't want to do i i know many musicians in my life in my circle who are parents i shouldn't say many i know some and you know they're dedicated to their craft and and i think that they're so dedicated to their craft and their gifts that that you know their god-given talents i believe um that sometimes that becomes the thing that they pour everything into and then their family gets a secondary time secondary life almost you know I've, I know some musicians who are a bit older than me, whose kids are now in their 20s, whose kids really suffered because of the absence of their parent, who, who's in, in, in the entertainment world. I mean, it's not just entertainment, it's any industry, right? Um, and one of the things that I, I feel like I've often said is that if I become successful in music at the cost of the he mental health and wellness of my family, that success means nothing. If I can't, if, I, if my family suffers because I'm successful, then I've done it wrong. So, so for me, it's often about really just making sure that are my kids happy? Are they healthy? Now, my, my kids are going to be upset when I leave. My kid, when I go on tour, my kids are like, you got to leave, Dad. Why are you going to go? But the truth of it is, is it's, it's ebbs and flows, right? And I think that's one of the things that my kids are slowly going to understand. It's like, yeah, Dad's working. And he's, he's, not only is he working, but, but we believe in the work that he's doing. It's not just like Dad's going in to um, you know, dig a hole. I mean, and again, I don't want to put down anybody who's who's got really hard work with their hands whatever but i think it's like i want them to know and believe in the passion why i do this but that they also understand that like i've been home for almost two years now <laughs> you know yeah. Actually, yeah, a year and a half i've been i've been home and right and and there's going to become a season where where touring opens up and you know we're, we're we're talking about stuff this fall and and i and i just i literally just before you and i got on the phone here today um i 
I had a call with my manager, with, with, with Mike Denny at the label, and we're talking about the fall and tours and stuff. And I said, you know what? We really got to talk about this because I gotta, my, my priority is managing my family life. And then music, you know, is, it's, it's, it's all part and parcel. Like, it's, like, I am music. I am my family. And it's all in there. Right. But so the other part of this that's really important for me to mention is the time that I spend with my kids is really about quality. Um, and I've had a lot of it over the I've had a lot of quantity and quality in the last year and a half. Uh, and even beyond, my, my son's nine. My little girl's five and my little boy's two. I really feel like I've spent, I, when the time I spend with them is really full of love and passion for them. And I think that, that that's something you can't fake. I think that treating them as real human beings, understanding that they're not mine, they're in my care. And that they are growing up to become their own people that I then have to kind of say, here you are to the world, you know, and, 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 and treat them like people, not as like, like my possessions. You know, those are, that's big, big things for me. I, I, you know, that is words of that's wise words to um, uh, to anybody that has uh, been not struggling, but just going back and forth in the dichotomy of being a musician. And we are speaking about artists again, like you say, not to say that welding is not a, a thing where you're going off to work on the rigs or anything like that is any different. Uh, but as our community, as as our as our medium, as artists. That dichotomy of going back and forth and and it's so ambiguous sometimes for us as, as as players and musicians to find that time so you know you've had you've hit some great points quantity and the, the quantity and quality i mean quality over quantity if you can if you only have so much time with the with your loved one or whoever you're with make sure that it is full of joy love laughter and and all of those wonderful smiling moments and memories you're creating memories right you said something that to me resonated was uh making sure that you're you know you had said if you we go off on a tour and then the kids ask or family asks you know oh dad's gone for so long we're gonna miss him blah 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 not blah 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 but you you had said something that resonated which was making sure that your family believes in you so that when you get back, they know you have done something for them. Uh, you know, you're providing for them. It just happens to be gone for three months or whatever to do a tour or however long it is. So that resonated with me. That's extremely important. Re re making sure that as artists, we can uh, do what we can uh, create our outcome for our uh, other halves to I want to add to that us. because the other thing I say too is that you know for a little five-year-old kid you know when your parent goes they don't care what you're going to do all they know is you're leaving no. them right yeah but I think to that 20-year-old that looks back and goes oh man my my parents pursued something that they were passionate about and I think it's really important for our kids to see us pursue passions you know not oh, the just, lesson is strong yeah and I, but I think it, I think it's, it's the long game. It's kind of understanding that, yeah, you're, you're, as a kid, you're supposed to cry when I'm leaving. You're supposed to be sad. I'm, I'm sad to leave, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm sad to leave you, but I'm also incredibly happy with what I get to do. So it's, it's, to me, it's win-win, right? Like when I, I go do something I love, I go and come back to some people I love, you know? And so it's like, it's, it's, it, there's no loss in that. The loss is time, but I feel like when I'm really spending quality time with them, and and I think quantity does matter to to a kid, you know. Um, and and I think it's 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 important to have that balance. And I, I always joke, you know, we have a lot of quality and quantity time right now because we're just home, you know, lockdowns galore, and and just home and and in it all with each other. And kids home from school, and and we're driving each other nuts. So, 
you know, but there is a lot of good quality stuff happening for sure. A hundred percent. Um, what was, uh, uh, oh yeah, sorry. I just forgot the, uh, wouldn't be home, uh, that, you know, I loved you. I just, I, when I watched it, um, sitting like the whole thing, watching the sitting on the step mm. again, there's nothing like home and home is where we make it. Of course, if we're on the road, that's our home with our, with our band and our people and our supporters on fans and listeners then, and then our home is here. So again, I 100% agree with you that when you go to do something that you love, you're also coming back to something that you love. And if that is, uh, is if it's reciprocated on all ends and if you create that, that's awesome. My friend, it's time for the second song presented by Don Amaro. Tell us what it is. Give us a little bit of uh, background on it and take it away. All right. So, um, you know, and, 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 you know, this may be a, a, bit, a bit of a somber moment here, but, um, you know, obviously the country is right now in a deep conversation. And I assume you and I are going to kind of unpack this a little bit more in just a moment. Um, you know, with these 215 children that were found in Kamloops uh, on, on the, through the residential schools, heavy, heavy moment for our country, heavy mm -hmm. moment of awakening uh, and reckoning. Um, and, and it's, it's, um, it's been a, it's been a big topic for me this week. A lot of people are in heavy discussions. Actually, this afternoon at one o'clock, myself, my friend Alan Grayeyes, Sarah Burke from SiriusXM, and um, Meg Patrick. Are gonna yes, have a, a, I saw the post. Yeah, we're gonna have a friendly conversation. To I called it a reconciliation conversation, but what I wanted it to be was seemingly like like four friends at a pub. How do you talk about this together? How do you bring it up when you're when you're on different sides? Not different sides. That's the wrong term. But but when you have different upbringings and different different understandings of, of life around you, and I really wanted it. To, I want this conversation to be disarming and inspiring for those in our communities who want to who want to go have these conversations themselves. And so, um, so that's that's heavy on my heart this week. And so um, I want to sing a song for for you all listening right now that I think will reflect maybe where we're at right now as a country, where, where I believe we need to be thinking. And, um, you know, somebody, my, my conversation with my buddy, Brett Kessel yesterday, Brett Kessel said, I want to be supportive and help, help your community. What do I do, Don? And I said, you know, I think your heart is in the right place. I would suggest stop saying help you and your community. I would say I want to help us because it's more included. It's, it, you know, I said it a moment ago about sitting in the muck and mire together. I think right now our country really needs to do that. We need to sit in this together and acknowledge the fact that we have a horrible history and not, we don't have to, we don't have to erase it all, but we have to start addressing some of these things in a big way. Um, you know, monuments and street names and all those kinds of things. And, and, and here's the hard, hard work is that we can't, you know, the government can put things in place and put money in here and do this and put programs, but it takes individuals to change their psyche. And if they're really listening, they're going to allow themselves to be changed by what they hear. That's what I believe. So 100 percent. This song came to me uh, a couple of years ago uh, when I was uh, thinking a lot about uh, our ancestors uh, and, and what they would want for us to know. And ancestors on, on, on sort of any any side, whether it's indigenous or non-indigenous. Um, and I'm going to try to remember how to play it for you. Um, it's called We Are One. Yeah. 
There's a fire burning deep down in my soul And it won't let me go It's everyone who's gone before me Singing in my head Get it right, be the light The world needs you now People dying, children fighting Prayer we could see Looking at us now, wishing that we could heal that pain. Yeah. Our lives are gifts we must give back to be free once again. Cold hearts will keep you far behind. Yeah. eyes realize that we can heal that pain. We are, we are Beautiful. Very poignant, very, uh, very needed right now as, um, you know, the awareness, a new awareness, a new education, a new teaching, 
there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of light being shed on the world now. Uh, there's darkness being lifted, and there's things coming to our attention just in general of how important it is we are to come together. Um, I, I is is that is that uh, is that recorded, Don? Anywhere? It is. Yeah, I put that one out. Um, probably, uh, I want to say ten years ago now. Maybe maybe even a little bit more. Um, and, uh, I, um, I've got a friend of mine, his name is Wab Canoe and he, he did a, he did a rap part in the middle of that song. Uh, he's, he's, he's actually now the leader of the NDP party here in Manitoba. Um, but, um, he, uh, yeah, it's, 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 the song keeps getting stronger. Like the, the, the words, the meaning behind it keeps getting stronger, especially because as... of the actions that happens. It, it, the, the, the rest of the actions shape it. I, 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 I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny, like to have a song be around for so long. And every time I sing it, I'm like, man, this feels heavier than ever, you know? Um, and, uh, and in some ways I feel, I feel honored that, that, and it's one of those songs when I think, when I think I remember sitting there one day and I just thought like, this wave of our ancestors talking to me and it was it was they were saying like 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 they stop dividing stop saying divisive things say you know let's build a bridge let's build a let, let's 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 get rid of this chasm that exists between the people because we're so focused on what makes you and me different as opposed to thing like what makes us the same and 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 we if we're different like i said earlier can we not celebrate that you know yeah i uh I can feel your heart. I can feel your love, and I feel your passion. We all do. Uh, beautiful song. Uh, we'll make sure that we share that as well, Don. And we want to uh, get people to um, again come together, rise above together, and um, I, I, a lyric from one of my songs, "Rise Above Together." <laughs> there we go. In. Uh, right. Um, it is that time for us to say goodbye to you. But before we do. Uh, where can we follow you on social media? How does somebody go about on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere, SoundCloud or whatever, YouTube, uh, and go, who is this Don Amaro guy and why is he so good looking and sounds fabulous? Well, the good looking thing is wonderful filters and good lighting. That's that's what I put to that. <laughs> um, the, uh, the I look like an egg no matter what filter I have on. <laughs> the... Um... The, the easiest way to find me on all the links or whatever, it's if, if you go to donamero.ca, um, all the links are there, Instagram, Twitter, you know, wherever. Uh, and then um, the, uh, you know, I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on all those places, so you can find me there. I was going to ask you this. Um, we met at the Velvet Olive. We uh, sure did. Two or three years ago, probably three years ago, because we lost a year there somewhere. But We did, we um, did. What, what's happened to that place? Is, are they done? No, they are full fledged. The there's uh, it's been renovated. They've put in a brand new stage. Uh, it's under new ownership. Uh, okay. It is just gone through the roof. Uh, they have also put in. Um, there's a, an Oishidisu uh, Japanese noodle place up front as well. There's a new Ross Street ice cream. The Taco Loft is went in. There's it was, there was a barber food. in the front before, right? Was it was it a hair hair place before? Was it like there was a barber shop? store back there um uh but uh yeah no um it is uh it's flourishing it is i can't even wait to get back and perform there <laughs> nice yeah no i i, I love that spot and i and i and i love the uh, the owners too so i, I wonder where they i hope they're doing okay because i haven't heard from them in a while 
Yeah, no, uh, the previous owners are uh, off doing their wonderful thing, and the new owner is uh, uh, a great businessman, and he has just taken that and extended uh, – uh, a bunch of wonderful things they are again cool. they have they they have been uh, they've done everything that they need to do in order to continue to be successful during covid so they are a business awesome. that has just you know utilized this opportunity you know again a lot of artists i've spoken to say oh there's nothing to do right now there's no shows there's none of this uh we can't go perform we can't i'm like this is the best time when you think there's no opportunity there's the most opportunity to be writing, creating, collaborating, talking to artists, connecting. This is the yeah. time when we realize that we haven't been connecting enough to people. Uh, Chat in 88 uh, was created over uh, as COVID to bring people together as a talk show. Um, you are our 38th guest and it has just been phenomenal and I cannot thank all of that. So yeah, no, absolutely. We've got opportunity up the wazoo now. So true. So true. Don, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Um, I can't, uh, let's see here. Let me see if I can put some music as to this outro. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Don Omero has uh, been our guest today. Um, he is a three-time Juno nominee. He has been recently nominated Indigenous uh, Artist of the Year for the WCMA Awards. Please be sure to follow him on all social media. You can check him out at donamero.ca. Thank you, my friend. Have a fabulous talk this, uh, this afternoon with your uh, fellow peers. Keep writing music. Keep sharing your why. Keep sharing your service. And we will be here to serve you. That's the reciprocity of love. Um, we'll get you to, uh, I'll get you to stay on. I'll bow you out. We'll just follow up at the end of the show. I'm going to finish the segment here and I'll come back to you in about one minute. All right. Thanks, my friend. You bet. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Don Amaro. That's right, we had chat in 88 today at 10 a.m. Normally our show is at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That would be 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but that's okay. We'll see you next week. And remember this, thank you for tuning in today. We had a lot of fun. Hey, hey. Every single week we have a guest. Spending time with me. I said spending time with me, I said spending time with me. Alright everybody, we'll see you next week. Have a fabulous time out there, get some sun, have some ice cream, and remember to use SPF 50 suntan lotion. Have a great day. Mwah. That's our show for today. Thank you for tuning in to Chattin88's at 8 podcast with your host, Curtis Lavelle. And remember, you're only as good as the last thing that you do. So own every minute of what you put out.